0: drama in the uber on my way to see school children and i'm driving along or rather the uber driver's driving along i'm in the back and suddenly this car pulls out and rams into the sides of us so i'm now sitting on a road waiting for the two drivers to sort their life out between them um so i can attempt to get i'm now going to be late for my school children um it's all a bit hairy at the moment but um, I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen. We've got licence numbers and everything else. I think one driver was about to run away. But um, I'm hoping I can still get there and do what I need to do. There's quite a bit of damage done to this car. We were literally just scraped. I watch it scraped across the car, um, right in front of my eyes. Rather shocking. Good afternoon, my little anklelets. Well, wow, that was a whirlwind few hours so after the car crash in uber i headed off you know running like a lunatic into the school it's all changed now in school um you sign in electronically i had no idea this was in a primary school so i was going to speak to 10 and 11 year olds which i didn't know quite how old were they going to be i actually thought they were going to be 15 year olds um, but they weren't, they were 10 and 11. And I actually thought I was going to be sitting in groups of five or six, um, but it turns out I was speaking to a class of 25. And then I had to do it again three other times. So I've in, spoken to probably about 100 pupils, uh, mixed boys and girls, um, 10 and 11, about to go up to secondary school, up to high school. And um, they were they wanted me to talk about careers and interior design and business in general and they were all great very engaged audience lots of hands going up masses of questions I tried to put things in um, the best possible easiest way I could of how I worked how I got to where I worked Uh, a little bit on background Um, spoke to them about YouTube Instagram and how the world was changing and what professions they could go into, uh, which professions I'd gone into and had changed, and um, all sorts of other different things. But I only had, effectively, 20 minutes in each class. So I'm hoping I got through to some of them. I left them all my cards. I said, if you want to email me, um, if you want to start a YouTube channel and you want me to look at it, or a blog, or something like that, I'm happy to look at it. And we'll see whether any of them get in contact or not Um, up to them of course but we will see but it was very enjoyable uh, I suppose quite stressful and um, note to self take some water with me I didn't have a coughing fit but it was uh, quite something speaking to a hundred children in quick succession and I just literally was whisked out of one classroom and into the next and on it on it began different questions from different classes different reactions very interesting Or wanting to know, did I work with celebrities? How much money did I earn? Uh, Lots of things like that. Very interesting. Some more engaged than others. Um, Some, I think, wanted to ask questions. Yeah, very interesting. We'll definitely do it again. Um, I I think more help for children on careers is advised. It's the way forward.
1: Oh, Belinda, car crash drama. Yikes. Oh, I had that a couple of months ago. Old elderly gentleman in a parking lot just rammed right into me. And then he proceeded to not back out. I couldn't get out of my car because he just sat there. He was so stunned. He, he was okay. We were both okay. He was just stunned that he did it. Oh, well, I'm glad it was someone else's car and not you. And I'm glad you're okay. And um, hope you're well listen to your last couple segments, listen to various parts, confession, didn't listen to all of it, but I listen to various things and I'm appreciating your perspective on how you're working through things here. You're still doing you. And it was really interesting to listen to your uh, iTunes affiliate comment and how that's all working out for you. Thanks, Belinda. Be safe, be well. Hey Barbara,
0: thanks so much for that. It's funny, isn't it? It's I can't remember if I ever I think the last time I was in a car crash. I think I might have been sort of, you know, sort of twenty one, and that was like a full on thing. We weren't hurt at all. No one, you know, was and the car was a write off, but um, we weren't hurt. I think I had sort of a grazed shin. I was in the back, um, and uh, you know, it wasn't going that fast. Just lost control What a sad fact of life from one of the safest drivers I still know today, so um quite a fluke one, but this was quite something else um, it 's quite amazing though when some people's are sort of bash into you and and he left with a smile i mean he seriously he was asking are you all right and i clearly wanted to know whether i was going to be doing him for whiplash which i wouldn't do unless i'd had it um but it was just it was sounded awful you know the sort of the metal on metal it just sounded um pretty dreadful i've already had a call from my uber driver's insurance um claim and i said look i've got a photograph if you need me for that otherwise just send me the forms and i'm happy to fill them in for him i think he was a bit in shock Uh, the police were rather good they did their sort of job of um recording it down and so he's got some sort of police statement And this is what happened and that's what happened um but it sounds terrible and your one sounds your one sounds actually almost worse um if you've got some elderly guy in there who was just you know a little bit freaked out i guess you would be you would perhaps you would just freeze maybe we all would it's just it's horrible when it happens but of course it's these things do happen. Um, I wonder whether yours was something to do with because he was a little bit elderly and this, that's the worst thing isn't it if he sort of rammed rammed you at the side and you can't get out there's nothing you can do it almost um, you know what's the word not adds insult to injury but exacerbates the situation doesn't it um, but yes anyway we're all right for the moment um, thank you for listening um, Barbara yes of course I'm trying to make my way through sort of Anchorland. it's still frustrating I think I'm adding something to the uh general episode and actually then it starts adding it to a new episode and do I want to publish and it's so annoying um it's just not intuitive anymore but I've I'll I'll attempt to stop moaning for a moment um other than that um yes just ticking along um iTunes affiliates were very annoying um still haven't kind of got to grips with that they haven't even got back to me that's how ridiculous that is it's been days now since I contacted them about um why isn't this working you know nothing it can't either apple is really rubbish or they've outsourced it to somebody who is you know really really rubbish so i don't know quite what to do about that i'll have another stab at it at some point um but let's hope it works it's just frustrating more than anything else anyway i hope you're well hope you're safe and happy over there it's connecticut isn't it yeah it's not been there must take a trip a road trip over to connecticut one day hopefully i should see you there hope you're doing well catch you later
1: Oh, Belinda, what was very interesting about the gentleman that ran into me, and I kid you not, I looked down, and once he finally backed up, he realized I couldn't. I had to roll my window down, and I'm like, I can't get out. He backed up and backed into his parking spot. I looked, and I could see it said Navy, United States Navy veteran, which, ugh, you know all about that. It's just this huge love of the military, but, you know, whatever, guy, retired, whatever. He gets up out of the car. I'm not kidding you. He evidently, he had one eye. He only had a left eye. So his right eye was gone. And I was coming at him from the right. And so I'm sitting there looking at him. he goes, I couldn't see you. He's yelling at me. He says, I couldn't see you. I couldn't see you. And I'm thinking, and I didn't say this because I'm too kind. I'm like, well, of course you can't see me. You've only got one eye. And I'm thinking, why are you driving around? By the way, I'm in Cincinnati, not Connecticut.
0: Oh, Barbara, that's um, really, I mean, that's almost kind of like heartbreaking. I mean, what do you, I mean, yes, I don't think there's anything you could have said really to that. Um, I mean, the fact that one eye, I mean, you know, I know that we're all supposed to be sort of inclusive, but when things are sort of um, dangerous, what do you do about that? I think you probably did the right thing. I mean, for some time now, I've been thinking um, about doing sort of a blog post and and really doing a sort of a piece on sort of my work and if I was doing something for someone who was blind what would happen if I'm doing an interior design for the blind for someone who's visually impaired how does that work I've never been asked to do anything with it to be honest for anybody that way but I'm wondering whether sort of it's what's possible I I don't think there's enough sort of detail out there I might actually write something um, and do a little bit of research on it because it's been something that I've been thinking about for some time. Um gosh, yeah, how horrible for you. I've been inundated with phone calls and emails and various other different things about the car crash. So I've had a lot of stuff to uh, deal with over the last uh, sort of few hours overnight, but um you know, different people ringing me up about witness statements and everything as you can probably imagine. But um yeah, that's just how it's that's just how it goes. And uh, sorry about Connecticut Cincinnati. I must, I must do some more research. Yes, I knew it be- began with C. Uh, sorry about that. Hope you will. Speak to you soon. Belinda Karani, you've
2: been lying to us all along. That's right, you've been telling fibs to Georgie D because you said that you could only enjoy children on toast or at Christmas, that you don't enjoy them. <laughs> and you went out and taught a whole bunch of them, just like I do. And I'm just at my mum's house, so I'll see if I can get her to say hello to you as well. I've been playing you to my mother so she can hear your English accent and how lovely you are. Uh, I'm so impressed with what you did with those kids. And if you want any suggestions for teaching skills, just call me, baby. I'll give you all my secrets. Uh, I think it's a wonderful thing that you did. And I, I can imagine how they were engaged because you're engaging. And this all after a car accident as well. Well done, you. I had a car accident once happen near me while I was in a taxi on the way to the airport and he insisted on stopping to get out to help. And I was hurry up, we've got to get to the airport. I started panicking and he was like, what are you worried about? You've got lots of time. Let's go and see if these people need help. And they didn't actually crash. They just swerved off the road a little bit and they were fine. And I was panicking. All I could think about was my flight. Isn't that terrible? I wasn't thinking about the other people. Anyway, I just wanted to call in to say that you did a fabulous job at those schools. I'm very, very impressed. And this is my mum saying hello. Hi there. (laughs) What's your name? I've forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you from? Uh, Here. (laughs) In England, where are you from? Uh, Hampshire. Yeah, there you go. That was my mum. <laughs> she's got stage fright, and she's not saying her name on radio. Fair enough. All right, Belinda, say hi to Maud for me, will you? Toodaloo, Georgie D, over and out. Ah,
0: okay. oh, the lovely Georgie D there, and her mother. This is fantastic. Um, say hello to your mother. That was hysterical. Uh, where are you from? Here, genius. Um, it's a, actually, to be honest, that's the sort of thing that that Maud would say. Um, I'm seeing Maud tomorrow. I'm taking her for Mother's Day um, to, to a Pilates session. It's actually a free session they're offering um, for Mother's Day, so I'm taking her along. I've bought her some Pilates socks um, so she can sort of work out alongside me. I shall suspect I'll spend the entire hour rolling around on the floor laughing or rolling on the reformer machine laughing. Uh, But that's what I'm doing with my mother. Your mother sounds delightful. Hampshire, you can say to her. You can tell her. I'm off to uh, Highclere Castle. Well, Highclere just in general, really. Uh, Which, if those of you that don't know, if you've seen Downton Abbey, the Abbey, um, that building, that's actually called Highclere. So I'm actually going to visit it. Um, They've obviously done very well out of uh, Downton Abbey. So um, they have obviously, like, timed sort of tours going round it. So I'm going with a friend of mine. And we're going to go and see going to go through that and we're going to look at we're actually going to stay down um, sort of near near Highclere itself and um, see the other surrounding sort of country houses one of our country house tours that I do every now and again so it'll be I think really I'm trying to think about this I think it actually might even be my first trip to Hampshire I don't normally I go through it I don't sort of really stop in it Um, so I that could be quite interesting I might actually might have been Salisbury Um, Isn't Salisbury down in Hampshire? Yes, I think uh, that'd be my one and only time I've ever been. Um, So I shall look forward to that and I'll report back in. Um, As to children on toes, yes. You see, the thing is, I don't do children. Funnily enough, last night when I was networking with some other sort of property people, there was um, a lady there. Uh, Very beautiful tall beautiful lady and you suddenly thought good grief. You've got a baby She had a nine-month-old baby with her who basically just gurgled uh, Didn't cry didn't do anything um, And was just beautifully behaved in fact um, I would go as far as to say at one point this baby actually smiled at me This is I would like to report is unheard of children. Don't smile at me Um, To be fair. I don't really smile at them. I can do But you see, the problem that I have with children, generally, is that they make a noise. And that's why I have to eat them and put them on toast. It's the noise that I can't handle. Um, And then, but you see, my mother, my mother would say, well, that's because their parents aren't looking after them and paying attention to them. This is a whole other thing, I know, that we probably shouldn't be discussing. Um, But yeah, that's my story with, with me and children. More in a second. Now, as far as teaching, um, thank you because I will no doubt be calling on you for some sort of tips. I think what I noticed um, about me sort of teaching, I mean you have to imagine I only had sort of 20 minutes with them and I think because I was expecting a sort of a group of sort of five or six that I would be moving around, I thought that I'd be able to sort of speak to them kind of individually, if you like, and have a better um, a better conversation with them. But when you're standing in front of 25 or 30, they're all sitting down, and some will have questions, some won't. Uh, probably out of say, if it was like 30 of them, I would say maybe three of them were sort of one was drawing, the other the other one was sort of mucking around with a pencil, all that type of thing. I I kind of ignore that and try to sort of move around the room pointing at walls, talking to them about structure, space, colour, all that type of thing, but it was just so much to try and fit in, as you can probably imagine, to a 20-minute conversation. So you sort of waffle, and the first one was, I think, probably the better version even though it was delivered very quickly, and you know how fast I speak, so they all kind of got it, I think. But you kind of think, well, what, what do 10-year-olds want to know? And you just, I just kept thinking I needed to break it down into a very sort of simple and easy format. Um, so I think, I, I mean, if I did it with hindsight, if I was doing it again and it, I knew what the setup was and it was exactly the same, I would have prepared something far more different than what I did. So any advice um, will be gratefully received because it was... I, just, I suppose I just wasn't expecting that age group and that many because normally I don't normally deal with that. It's They're older and there's a, you know, and there's a fraction of them what I, than what I had. So we will see. Um, and can we just talk about your car journey? Well, do you know what? I think I was, I was just running late for this so I kind of wanted him to get a move on. I think if I'd have had a flight, I would have thought the same as you. I would have said, look, your responsibility, these people aren't you know, dying on the street. Um, Your responsibility is to get me where I need to go because that's a whole other ball game. And I could be, what would happen if I missed the flight? Do you know what I mean? Is is there gonna be a financial problem there? And are you gonna pay for it because you wanted to stop? Sad fact of life of how that is, but um, I would have thought that. Anyway, um, that's all I have to say for the moment, my dears. I'm off to have some lunch and then I'm off uptown this evening. Um, for a seminar. More on that later.
2: Wow, Downton Abbey. Hi, Clear. How amazing. Oh, I wish I could come. And you're going to pilates with Maud. That's hilarious. She's a bit more sprightly than my mother. That's good for her. um Teaching uh, young kids. Yeah, 10 year olds. I haven't taught them for a while. I just off the cuff I and, you know, 20 minutes, you're right. It's such a short amount of time. And I think talking about the room that they're in and the structure and the design of that is genius. Um, I, I think the best idea for teaching off the cuff and on the fly is to have several different things prepared so that you can go in different directions depending on the environment, the amount of students, etc., Um, And I always think a bit of interactive teaching is really good. It's difficult in 20 minutes, but you can still squeeze some in. So I, I kind of look at it as a sandwich approach. You talk and then give them something to do, and then you talk again. Something practical, such as a picture. Of something to give them something to think about and talk about I don't know maybe a picture of a a unusual design and maybe you could put them into groups and they each group has a different picture and they've got to talk about it and then maybe they come up with what they like about it what they don't like about it and maybe something else like what's their favorite color that they would like in a room something like that and then you get all the groups to feedback individually what they've come up with you could do something like that quite easily yeah. And then you could talk about something else after that. But when I say take in different things, uh, in case of different environments, I also mean different materials and formats. So you might have some digital supports, you might have some paper supports, some, maybe some fabric swatches, um, maybe even a, a, a little slideshow if you had access to that. Do you know what I mean? So you've got choices of things. That's how I teach. I just take as many different ideas and resources as I can, depending on what the needs will be. But it sounds like fun. (laughs) I think it's great that you did it. Good for you. Hey, by the way, when it comes to children being noisy, that last little wave that you did, there's kids being annoying in the background. I thought that was classic. And I'm with Maud. I am. I think that when kids are so noisy that they they impact on everybody else around them, I think the parents are going wrong. Definitely. I might be a parent myself, but, you know, that's how I think about parenting and children. I I think screaming, shouting kids, no, there's there's something going wrong there. I mean, I know they all get upset sometimes, but listen, Belinda, I always had a rule. When kids came to play at my house, I would stop them at the front door and give them the three rules. And said they can't enter unless they obey those rules. And if they break them, they're going to have to go home. And I would follow through on that. And one of the rules was no screaming or shouting because we don't do loud noises at Georgie D's house. Hey, loving your stories at the moment. Speak soon, Sweepy.